Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 14. Are we there? If you allow the word of God, it's going to help somebody today. Amen. Let's begin reading at the 7th verse down through the 14th verse. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may be known him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I may obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not that I have already obtained, neither were I already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to be apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Bow your head all over the house. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank and praise you, Lord God, for the reading of your word. God, we thank and praise you, Lord God, for giving us an opportunity, Lord God, oh God, to expound on the truth of your word. Bless, Lord God, this morning. God, I pray that you bless, Lord God, my letter. I pray this morning that you bless your people. I pray this morning that you bless the pastor and his family. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, shield us, Lord, from the hands of the enemy. Shield us, Lord, and allow, Lord God, your presence to be felt in the house. Cause your presence, Lord, to make a difference this morning. In the name of Jesus, let the blood of Jesus Christ cover us, Lord God, this morning. From the crown of our heads to the sole of our feet. Bless each and every one to have ears to hear this morning. What the Spirit has to say to the church. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, let the Holy Ghost come in. Let me take the back seat. Let the Holy Ghost arise, God. In the great mighty name of Jesus. With power and demonstration, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. amen. Subject this morning. Be persistent in your walk with God. Be persistent in your walk with God. Persistent is refuse to abandon. Refuse to give up. Continue firmly and steadily. Continue in the face of opposition. Interference. Continue to exist or endure. To last without change. Remaining attached permanently. 
are for a long time than normal. We are facing times where it seems like saints are giving up and going back to Egypt. The place where God brought them out of bondage. They have forgotten the mess and the shape they were in when God pulled them out the first time. Come on, somebody. How easily we sometimes forget. We forgot how raggedy and unstable our life was before God came in. We had promised, we may have had problems stacked on top of problems. We turned to, when we turned to anything that would get us some help, we refused to go and get the help we needed. You and I didn't come out willingly. Come on, somebody. Because the enemy had us bound by the sins and the habits that we had. You couldn't get free from the devil clutches until God came and pulled you out. I don't know if you think you got out on your own, but I'm here to tell you it was by the grace and the mercy of God that you got pulled out the first time. Some of us was in a situation and a lifestyle that we don't even want to mention because of the shape we was in before God found us. We don't want to remember the back streets and the alleys that we went down before God found us. And now we can't act like we appreciate what God has done. God sent a word to your mind and it registered in your heart leaving you wanting to know more about God. Huh? That send the word leaving you searching for a better life than the one you lived. Anybody in here want to go back to the way you were living? Anybody in here think that you had it better on the other side? Is anybody in here think you can do better without God? If you do, oh my God, you're wasting your time here. But if you want a better life, if you want God to straighten out the one you got, if you want God to give you a better life, you need to call on the name of Jesus. It was the gospel of Jesus Christ that pulled you to a better life and, and a chance to enter into eternal life, enter into his eternal glory. Before the gospel of Jesus Christ came, you had no hope to get out of a corrupted life. We was corrupt from the rooter to the tutor. We, did, we woke up corrupt. We went to sleep corrupt. All of our works was corrupt. We had nothing good going for ourselves until Jesus came and turned some things around in our life. How soon we forget about those times and some of those times still leaves a bad and bitter taste in our mouth. And you were saying to yourself in your mind, Lord, please don't let me go back. If you're not telling God to keep you from going back, 
guess what? Your mind has been corrupt. Your mind has been turned over to a reprobate. If you still don't want God to keep you from going back to the past life you once lived. It was a bad taste left in your spiritual mouth or conscience so you won't forget the taste that sin left you. Uh, sin left a stain in your flesh so that when God show us ourselves in the mirror, oh Lord have mercy, we stop going by the mirror. We stop going by the mirror because we thought we was okay. We stop going by the mirror to see how we really look before God. We stop going by the mirror because it was going to show up the flaws and the fallacies of our character. So, if we just stop by the mirror sometime and just look at yourself and ask yourself, what do I see? Who have I become? Come on, somebody. If God, if you ain't pleased with what you see, neither is God. Come on, somebody. The Bible said, uh, if your conscience condemn you, God is greater than your conscience. So if you don't like what you see in the mirror, guess what? Don't expect for God to like it either. Oh my God, we came, we, we became shame of the life that we once lived. I don't know about you, but I'm shamed to go back to what I used to do. I'm ashamed of the sting that it caused it in my life. I'm ashamed of what I did. And I don't mind telling God that I'm ashamed. I don't mind telling God that I'm sorry. I don't mind telling God I repent. I don't mind telling God to make me over. Take me down to the potter's house, God. Because I looked in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. I looked in the mirror, God. And oh, God. All I could see was the stain of sin. So God take me down to the potter's house and put me back on the wheel. Make me all over again. Oh God, make me to a vessel of use in the name of Jesus. So examine yourself and ask yourself, is this what God likes? Come on somebody. I'm so glad that God thought enough of me to save me from me. Yeah. See, the problem is ha, some of us need to be saved from our own self. Ha. Oh, Lord, ha, we like to have the excuse ha, of blaming it on the devil. Ha. We like to have the excuse ha, of blaming it on somebody else. Ha. But you need to tell God, ha, God saved me from me. I'm so glad ha, he showed me a life uh, that I never knew uh, that leads to eternal life uh, in Christ Jesus. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I want him to continue to lead me. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I realize that he knows the way. Uh, I don't know about you, but Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm so glad I don't need a GPS or a map to get the glory. 
All I need is the word of God. For us to go back, we must be persistent in our walk with God. Come on, somebody. You got to be steady as you go. Hallelujah. It might get rough, but you still got to be persistent. It might get tough, but you still got to be persistent. Circumstances going to pop up, but you got to tell yourself, I still got to walk with God. Trouble is going to come. Circumstances is going to rise. Hardship would happen. People going to walk out on you and turn away from you. But you got to be determined in your mind to keep walking with God. Come on, somebody. People of God, make a decision today. You need to make it today. Don't tell me you're going to make it tomorrow. You don't know whether you're going to be here tomorrow. You don't know whether your eyes going to open tomorrow. Make a decision today to walk with God. No matter what. Will you walk with God? Even if you got to walk by yourself, most of the time you got to make a decision to walk with God if don't nobody else want to walk. Sometimes you got to make a decision. God is you and me. Help me to keep in step with you. You got to tell God, God, I want to walk and be with you. I'm kind of reminded in the book of Genesis about a man called Enoch. It didn't say that Enoch walked with his family. It didn't say Enoch walked with his daddy. It said that Enoch walked with God. He walked with God to the point that it pleased God in his walk. He walked with God to the point that he was the first one to be resurrected. Because my Bible tells me that God loved him to walk and Enoch was not found because he walked with God because God took him. You better learn and start out your walk with God to be second to none. We are in a time that our walk has got to be second to none. We are in a time, a crucial time, that we got to walk with God regardless of who don't. It's a natural thing to want your family to walk with you. I, I know and I understand. I want mine walking with me and God. Huh? It's a natural thing for you to want friends and loved ones to walk with you and God. Because it's a natural thing. Come on, somebody. They call it feelings. Huh? They call it concerns. They call it love. But guess what? Your love for God has got to be greater than your love for them. But your mind has got to be made up uh, come hell or high water. Huh? I got to see Jesus. I got to see him. And guess what? This is an individual walk. Come on, somebody. You can't stop going to see God because somebody else don't feel like going. You can't stop going to see God because somebody else said you ought to stay at home with them. You better start telling them, I'll see you when I get back. May the Lord keep you until I return. Come on, somebody. 
I can't worry about uh, who don't care to see him, but my heart is fixed and my mind is made up. I got to see the man from Galilee. I don't know about you, but I'm talking about the one that they said turned wine, turned water into wine. I'm talking about the same one that they said that walked on water. I'm talking about the same one that they said told Lazarus to get up from the dead. I'm talking about that man Jesus that hung on the cross and went to the grave and three days later good God almighty he took on life again that's the Jesus I'm talking about the one that gives life I'm seeking after that which come from Christ Jesus and you need to press toward the mark of the high call of God which is in Christ Jesus you got to be persistent <laughs> And he said, he gave you an invitation a long time ago. He said, come unto me, all that are labor and are heavily laden, and I will give him rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Guess what? Class is in session. It's school time. Learn all you can about Jesus. It's school time. Class is in session. For I am meek. He's saying, I'm gentle. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to handle you with care. Oh, my Lord, and lowly in heart. I got an humble heart. My heart ain't rough. My heart ain't tough. I got love in my heart. Jesus said, with love and kindness have I drawn you. And you will find rest for your soul. The problem is we stop looking for rest for our soul and start looking for rest for our flesh. He ain't interested in resting your flesh. He interested in saving your soul. Oh Lord, he gonna keep us from toiling and wrestling with this life problems. He gonna keep us from, he from toiling and wrestling and give us a new and blessed life which is found in him uh, with a sanctified soul. Uh, I don't know uh, what people got against being sanctified. Uh, I don't know uh, why they kick against it like it's some dirty word. Uh, but sanctification uh, is to prepare you uh, for the presence of God. Uh, you better be sanctified uh, in his word. Uh, Jesus said, I sanctify myself uh, that they may be sanctified in me. Uh, so I don't know uh, who you've been listening to. Uh, I don't know who told you uh, that sanctification wasn't necessary. You're going to either be sanctified or hellified. You make your choice. That's why Paul told Timothy, Oh Lord, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Suffering at a time of difficulty, Timothy. You're going to have trouble times, Timothy. You're going to have times of misfortune, circumstance, Timothy. But you got to fight a good fight. Come on, somebody. Paul said, no man warred. Oh, God entangled himself with the affairs of this life. No soldier of God warred with the affairs of this life. No born again saint of God entangled himself again. Twisted up. 
caught up involved with the affairs and the events of this life. That he may please him who chose him to be a soldier. My question to you today, who are you trying to please? Come on, somebody. Who are you trying to get a platform with? I want a platform with Jesus. I want him to see me, James. Huh? Come on, somebody. Well, you got to be a soldier chosen to please him. Come on, somebody. You got to be a soldier to go through some difficulty time. And at some point in time, you might have to even risk your life. And if a man also strive, that means you got to compete. Oh, God, for the mastery, as an athlete does, yet not be crowned, yet he's not crowned except he strive lawfully. You got to strive by the rules. You got to strive by the word of God. Come on, somebody. If you don't strive by the word of God, you ain't going to make it. Come on now. The word of God came to save you. Why buck against the word of God? Come on now. You better get you some Zacchaeus sense. Huh? Zacchaeus, a man of small stature. But he made it up in his mind. His persistent Jane was to see Jesus. So he made him a platform, Jane. Short man got him a platform. He saw him a sycamore tree. And he climbed up in that sycamore tree so he can see Jesus. What are you climbing up to to see Jesus in your life? Jesus saw, saw him up in the sycamore tree and says, I killed. Come down. I must have my dwell at your house today. Zacchaeus, salvation and come to your house. You better allow salvation to come to your house. Because guess what? Ain't too many days that we might not see some good days. Ain't too many days we don't know whether we're going to be here. Not too many days we don't know whether Jesus is coming today or tomorrow. Because he didn't leave that information in nobody's hand. But he did make a statement. He said, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me. Come on, somebody. So when you're getting all out of sorts, getting out of the will of God, allowing yourself to backslide, you need to think twice, where am I going to go? Who am I going to turn to? There are some rough times ahead. We can't afford to give up. You can't afford to throw in the towel. Yet we must strive by the rules of God. Our quest is for eternal life. What is your quest for? What do you keep coming to church for? What are you expecting to get out of coming? Huh? Do you want to hear from God? Do you want God to free your life that you may serve him 
for the balance of your days? What is it that you want God to do for you today? Come on now. Your quest has got to be for eternal life. And it's well worth the fight and the struggle we suffer to go through this life. Huh? It's worth the struggle. Huh? It's worth what you have to go through to meet Jesus. Come on, somebody. If you don't show him some persistence and some tenacity to see him, why should he wait on you? Huh? You're supposed to be seeking him with your whole heart. We are all going to die in this life one day. Maybe it haven't registered yet. But one day we're going to leave here. But it's how we leave here. What will your life say about you before God? How you lived it? Wait a minute. There's a most used phrase doing funeral arrangements. Y'all well acquainted with it. It's not about when you was born. It's not about when you die. But it's about what you did between the dash. And the dash is your life. What did you do with your life? Wait a minute. Before you knew Christ and after you found out who he was, what did you do with it after you knew Christ? That's what's going to have to speak for you. Come on, somebody. The dash represents how you live. Huh? It also represents in that, in that form of the dash, it might not have started out with God, but guess what? Did it end up with God? That's the most important part that you got to keep in mind. How did my life end? We as saints of the Most High must have some built-in endurance huh, to continue the quest. Folks, better get you some spiritual energy. You going down the road now that you're going to need it even more so. You better get you some spiritual energy. Because what's coming down the pipe, we don't have no clue. We don't know what the government is doing. We don't know what's going on in the world. And you're going to need some spiritual energy. Because you're going to have to be able to hear God when he speaks to you. You don't give up in the middle of a race. you got to endure. The race is not given to the swift nor the strong. But to him that endures to the end. Huh? Jesus said, you're going to be hated. Of all men for my name's sake. But he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Be hated. Don't be hated for the wrong reason, but be hated for the right reason. Don't be hated for your account. Come on, somebody. But be hated because of Jesus' account. Amen. Sometimes we get hated. Because we open up our mouth too much. We say too much. Huh? Amen. But be hated. You must endure because of Jesus Christ. 
through opposition, hatred, being ostracized, ridiculed, persecuted, and excluded. Oh, we can't stand to be excluded. You don't have to be with the in crowd. You got to have folks around you. Huh? Your biggest problem is people. Because you sought people before you sought God. Come on now. And you know what people do? They leave you having a pity party. Whoa, whoa, it's me. You can't afford to stop because of a pity party. Let me tell you what a pity party does. A pity party are designed to stop you from walking by faith. It stops you from walking with God and you start walking according to what you are going through. Huh? And the devil feeds on what you are going through and he feeds you and you buy in on it. Oh, I know him right. He stops you from depending on God to see you through. He'll stop you. Well, Jane, when you're having a pity party, he'll stop you from coming to church. He'll stop you from assembling yourself together with believers. He'll stop you from calling on God. He'll stop your praise. He'll stop your worship. He'll stop your reading. He'll stop everything about your life that you become a stop sign. Stop, 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 stop. Come on now. Pity parties come to stain your growth. How can you grow having a pity party? It comes to weaken you in your faith. The Bible said, for our light affliction, which are for a moment, come on now, for a short time, for the present moment, not permanently fixed, but it said for a moment. Working for us a far more exceeding <laughs> eternal weight in glory. What are you working for? Huh? What do you want to get out of what you're going through? Huh? What you want to get out of your toil and, 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 and your pressing? What you want to get out of your suffering? What you want to get out of, of the things you're going through? I want it to work for me. Come on, somebody. I want to put it to work so that it can mean me some eternal weight that is found in glory. Oh, good God Almighty. And the exceeding mean has got to be very great. It's going to work beyond limits. Come on, somebody. I don't want to be limited to my walk with God. I want to be able to walk with God in spite of when nobody else think it ought to be worth it. When somebody else think I might be crazy, I still want to be found walking with God regardless of how you see it. Again, it tells us in Hebrew 3 to consider him Oh, Lord, have mercy. That endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Look at what Jesus went through to get you here. Look what Jesus went through on the lies that was told on him. Look what Jesus went through, how they beat him. Look what Jesus went through, how his own folks cast him out, try to push him over the ledge. 
brought up lies and accusations against him. Look what Jesus went through just to get you here. And the Bible says, lest you be weary and faint in your mind, lest you become weak, dizzy, and about to lose conscience. You act like you're getting dizzy in your walk with God. You act like you're getting weak and can't go another mile of the way. You act like you're about to lose conscience of where you at in Christ Jesus. Breaking news. This is the cold world. It don't care nothing about you or nothing that you're going through. Huh? They are saying, I'm glad it's not me. Didn't you notice that every time somebody has some bad stuff, that boy, I'm sure glad that wasn't me. That goes to show you they had no sympathy for what you was going through. Come on, somebody. So, you got to understand and don't forget what the word said. Armor yourself, therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all of your cares upon him, for he cares for you. The problem is we won't humble ourselves before God. The problem is we still trying to be our own person. The problem is we don't want to surrender control and get a control under God. But you better let God take control or you going to shipwreck. You better let God take control or you heading for a disaster. You better let God take control because you finna go on a head-on collision. Somebody need to shout glory. Yeah, you all and you need to put yourself under his hand and did what God said. And I, he didn't leave it to somebody else. He said, I will exalt you in due time. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Ro, he ain't going to leave me down there. I might have been down there, Ro, but he said in due season, in due time. Larry, you got to come up in due season, in due time. Keep doing my will, because then I'm going to bring you on up. I'm going to exalt you. Ain't nobody going to be able to do nothing about it, because it's going to be the work of God. My God. You trying to kick something that you can't. You need help. You trying to kick it by yourself. And the devil is not going to let you do it. You need God's help. And the problem is. is when you need God's help. That's where they got the altar for. You need to have yourself an altar call. You need to have yourself an altar call with God. And call on God. Until you get an answer. Call on God. Until you get relieved from the call. Call on God. Until he tell you I heard you. Call on God. Until God say your help is on the way. You got to call on God. Oh my God. You think because you called two or three minutes. You think because you called just a little while. You got to call on God. 
to help and get the news. Because I don't know whether you know it or not. The enemy is there to prohibit your prayers. The enemy is there to stop you from getting through. The enemy there is trying to keep God from hearing what you got to say. But you got to call on God and don't give up. You got to be persistent in your call on God and don't give up. Come high hell or high water. You got to keep calling on God. God, I need your help. I need your deliverance. Oh, God, if you don't do it, can't nobody else do it. You don't know it, but the devil is out to destroy you. He's out to destroy the people of God. He's out to pull you completely out of the church that you won't be saved. If he gets you out of the church, when the rapture comes, you're going to be on the outside looking in. Be sober. Be diligent. In other words, be watchful. Come on, somebody, have a clear head. Huh? Because your adversary, the devil, or roaring lion is walking about. And you know what I found out? When they said he's walking about, that's telling me he's persistent. He's persistent in seeking whom he can devour. He's persistent in seeing who he can destroy. He's persistent on what he's doing. And oh God, and you done walk, you done lost yours. You done lost your walk. You done lost your go-through. And Lord, have mercy. He's hot on your trail. Come on now. We have two purposes in life. First, believe in God and run for your life. Second, we are running to obtain the prize of salvation. So press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But we find ourselves not being persistent in our walk. One day we own, the next day we off. One day God is our top priority, the next day we got a different agenda. And God becomes second on the list. God gave you the best <laughs> when he gave you his only begotten son. Now, he didn't give you second choice. He gave you his best because the Bible said he gave his only begotten. Come on, somebody, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God gave you the best when you were lost and couldn't be found until Jesus called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. You were lost. You was in darkness. Didn't find your way out. Huh? And Jesus called you. Huh? Oh my God. Huh? And now you act like you can't hear him. Huh? He called you out of darkness. Huh? And now you done got a little light, James. Huh? 
you got a little lamp now, huh? you don't need to call no more. Huh? So you ignore the call when he calling. Huh? But Jesus is studied calling you huh? to come up a little higher. Huh? Jesus is studied calling you huh? to salvation. Huh? Because guess what? Once saved ain't always saved. Huh? You got to be saved every day. Huh? You got to answer the call every day huh? to come up to the mark huh? of the prize of the high calling of God. Huh? You got to hear the call huh? on a daily basis. Huh? Oh my God. Huh? And if you don't hear him calling you, huh? you need to start calling him. Huh? Jesus. Huh? I'm like blind Bartimaeus. He couldn't see him, but he heard that he was there. Lord, have mercy. They start hollering, Jesus, thy son of David, help me, Lord. Shut up, man. He kept on hollering. Your friends tell you to shut up and you zip your lip. Your friends tell you to stop talking about that man and you shut your mouth. But blind Bartimaeus, he needs something from God. He was persistent on getting his healing. Jesus, thy son of David, help me. Oh, my Lord, they don't want you saved. They don't want to be saved. And you fool enough to go along with them. If you don't remember anything else about the natural life, you remember this. Misery loves company. Huh? Aunt Tina, I'm miserable. Why don't you come join me? I want you miserable too. We just going to be miserable together. Come on, somebody. We just going to sit around Aunt Tina and talk about our problems. Whoa, is me. What about you, Aunt Tina? She going to say, woe is me too, Brother Bean. So all we going to do is enjoy our miserable talk. And that's what's the problem with us now. We won't get around folks that talk positive about God. We rather join the misery crowd. Oh, my God. You know, when misery get too miserable, misery finds something else to do. When misery get too miserable, they either find them something to drink or they either find them something to smoke. They either find them something to shoot up so misery don't feel so bad. But when they come down off they high, they find misery right back where it started from. Come on, somebody. So you got to know where you stand. You got to not let folks sabotage your walk with God. Come on, somebody. If you do, you need your head examined. Come on now. God done brought you through all of this. And you're going to allow somebody to sabotage your walk with God? You need your head examined. Come on, somebody. They don't want to be saved. They don't want you to be saved. Amen. Well, now that I done did my little teaching, I guess I can do a little preaching now. So just hold on. We're going to be through after a while. Put your spiritual seatbelts on. Because guess what? We're going to go for a ride. I'm reminded of the man that was in Bethesda. 
there was a, that by next by the sheepfold uh, in Bethesda there were five porches uh, and oh my God James uh, they tell me that it was a whole lot of folks uh, at them five pools uh, they had impotent folks uh, they had halted folks uh, they had crippled folks uh, they had blind folks uh, they had withered folks uh, and they all were sitting there waiting on the moving of the water uh, and the Bible tells me James uh, that the angel came down in what in a certain season uh, and troubled the water uh, and the first one that stepped in uh, after the water was troubled uh, that's the one that got healed uh, this man uh, had been in this state for 38 years uh, how long have you been in your mess uh, is it been over 38 years uh, how long uh, have you been messing up your life? Is it been over 38 years? Oh my Lord, this man was persistent. He kept coming back to the five porches, trying to get his healing. And oh my God, one day, on the Sabbath day, see you don't never know when God don't show up. God showed up on the Sabbath. Oh my God, you like staying at home on Sunday. Get you a tape from the month, but you still missed out on the anointing of God and his presence in the house. Jesus came along and he asked the man. He first he saw the man and knew that the man had been in that shape for a long time. I got breaking news for you. God know you've been in that shape for a long time. You might fool some, but you can't fool God. He knows the shape of your soul. He knows the shape that your spirit is in. He asked the man, will you be made whole? The man answered Jesus, and he told him, he said, Lord, every time the angel come down and trouble the water, can you imagine a hip a crippled man that's laying on a bed trying to crawl? Cause he sure couldn't walk, trying to crawl his way to the water. And by the time he get to the edge of the pool, somebody jump in over him and get their healing. Jesus said, Will you be made whole? And the man, Jesus told the man, pick up thy bed and walk. Good God Almighty. And the Bible said immediately, the man took up his bed and walked. He got his healing because guess what? The man that troubled the water was there. The man of life was there. And oh my God, when the Jews saw him walking, they asked the man, what you doing carrying your bed on the Sabbath? You know it's not lawful. They weren't interested in whether the man was healed or not. That's what I'm trying to tell you now. Folks ain't interested in your problem. Folks ain't interested in your situation. Oh my God. And they told him, what man told you to carry your bed on the Sabbath? He told him, said, I don't know who he was. All I know, he told me to pick up my bed and walk. Then Jesus found the man. Found him in the temple. 
Oh, my God. Look out, glory. God do so much for us, but he can't find us in church. God do so much for us, we forget about what God has done, and we find it easy not to attend church. But God found this man in the temple. And oh, Lord, and you know what Jesus told him. Jesus told him, he said, man, go and sin no more. Or a worse thing might come upon you. Then, uh, when he saw the Jews, uh, he told the Jews, uh, I know who he is now. Ha! It's that man that called Jesus. Ha! He the one that told me uh, to pick up my bed and walk. Ha! He the one that healed me. Ha! Oh my God, ha! are you willing to tell what God done done for you? Come on, somebody. So where is your faith at? Are you walking by faith? Come on, somebody. Oh, my Lord. I'm kind of reminded of the woman that had the issue of blood. Twelve long years, James, that she had a constant flow of blood. And it was considered that she was unclean and wouldn't be around people. She was considered to be unclean and was not it was not to touch a man. But oh my God, Jesus was on his way to uh, 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 what's his name? Oh, Jazarus house. He was on his way because he had fell down before Jesus and told Jesus, Oh Lord, come to my house. My daughter is dead or she almost died. And I need you to heal her, Jazaria. So Jesus was on his way to his house. And here come the woman with 12, with an issue of blood for 12 years. Ain't it ironic? 12 and 12. The child was 12 years old. The woman that had the issue of blood was 12 years old. Oh my God. And oh Lord. As they was going, the woman said, if I can just get to him. James, if I can just press my way, is I can just wade through this crowd, knowing that I'm still unclean, but I got to get to Jesus. If I'm going to ever be made whole, you need to tell yourself you got to get to Jesus. Oh, my God. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So she pressed her way through the crowd, and she touched him. And oh God, the Bible said immediately, the fountain of blood dried up. She has spent all of her money going from doctor to doctor. She has spent every dime she had trying to get healed. And the Bible said that she just got worse. But when she touched Jesus, the Bible says the fountain of blood was dried up immediately. But look at God. Jesus said, he turned around and said, who touched me? Is he saying that about you today? Have you touched God today that he would say, who touched me? And oh Lord, the woman tried to hide. 
she was in hiding and Jesus looked straight at her and she came out and confessed Lord it was me to touch you I needed healing Lord it was me that stood in the need of prayer it was me God that was sick down in my soul oh God Jesus told us that daughter be of good cheers your faith have caused you to be healed her faith drew power out of God what is your faith drawing from God today it wasn't about his clothes it was about the faith that she used if I can just touch oh my God is you speaking positive to your situation today? Are you still on the negative road? Is you speaking positive about what you can get out of God? If you can just get a touch. Come on, somebody. God waiting on you. Huh? Amen. He waiting on you to come to him. Come on now. Oh, for all you to have the problems. You don't think you serve a just God? I'm reminded of the widow that went before the unjust judge. Come on, somebody. And because of her persistence, she kept telling, going to the judge, the unjust judge. That did not regard God, nor did he regard me. But the woman, she kept going before him, Jane. Oh, Lord, avenge me of my adversary. And he wouldn't do it for a while. But that didn't make her stop. She kept going before the judge. Avenge me of my adversary. And the unjust judge told the woman, he said, woman, I'm going to bend you and your adversary because you about to worry me. You about to cause me to be weary. When would you start worrying God enough that he'll avenge you of what you're going through? When would you start worrying God enough that he'll come to your rescue? If the unjust judge can avenge the widow from what she was going through. What about the just God that we serve? If he won't come to your rescue. Because he was, he said I will come to your rescue. And I will come speedily. So what kind of persistence. Is you showing God. Are you ready to go all the way. Or you still go hang around the bank and play? Come on, somebody. You ain't going to get in the water, get off the bank. Huh? If you ain't going to be real with God, stop playing with him. God ain't no plaything. God and to see those that are real and God gonna move on. Don't let God move without you. Huh? Be persistent with God. Stop letting the enemy confuse you and distort the gospel in your mind that you may please God in your walk. That's all I got. I hope 
I hope something was said that helped you. It was intended to, just depending on how you took it. Come on, somebody. But I tell you this, God said his word won't go out void. It's going to accomplish that what it, he sent it to do. There anybody that want to be saved. There anybody for waters of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. The Bible says you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. There anybody that needs revival in their soul that they need a touch from God before I close these doors. Prayer, 